Podcasting from a sex-writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Hello, everyone. Kayla Lords here from the Smutlancers podcast. Uh, it is my week to be solo, and I'm sad, as always, not to have Molly with me. Um, this episode comes out on the Monday after what would have been Eroticon weekend. Uh, unfortunately, with a, an, a pandemic uh, affecting everybody, the difficult but I think wise decision uh, was made to cancel Eroticon this past weekend. Um, Molly still had to do all the work and got none of the payoff there. So uh, we are still going to maintain our break for the next couple of weeks. Um, I could use the break. I know Molly could use the break, let her regroup. Um, and we will be back after this episode at the beginning of April. I think dates are hard. I think it's April 6th will be the next um, time an episode comes out. Um, but this week's episode is one that I've promised for several weeks. Um, and it is sort of the how to make Patreon work for you um, episode. Uh, the question has been asked uh, many times, but most recently by Amy Norton of Coffee and Kink. Shout out to her. She's amazing. Um, and so I am going to take you through my experiences and some things I've heard and see some things I've seen. Um, but just realize this is just the way I've navigated it, that does not mean it is the only way or the right way. It is the way I found that works for me. And I think ultimately that is probably the biggest takeaway is that if you are going to use Patreon as an income stream for your content, for your brand, um, you have to go on the journey of figuring out what will work for you. Um, let us start off with one massive disclaimer that may make you go, you know what, I just don't even want to do this Patreon thing at all. And quite frankly, I would not blame you. And that is um, every day, Patreon grows more and more unfriendly to adult content. Um, there was a time back in the day, I think I was on Patreon at this time, but I wasn't really using it and focusing on it very much, where it was very adult creator friendly. We were not hidden uh, too much. You could find people there. Um, adult creators were building um, a livable income straight through Patreon. Uh, adult stars, um, people who make video, people who write, people who do audio, whatever. Um, adult content was there and thriving. And then I think the first instance I remember of them clamping down on adult content was 2017. There is a blog post on the Smutlancer site. I will link to it in the show notes um, about how things changed. Um, I do remember, I think pre that moment, 
um, when for a hot minute, they tried to shut down all PayPal for all adult creators. Um, as with most of these platform issues, it's actually not Patreon so much as it is the payment processors. It's the financial industry that loves to make money off of sex, but doesn't actually want to be associated with it or admit that they make their billions off of the dirty, dirty sex. Um, and that was a scare. I can't remember, like I said, I can't remember what year that was, but that was the first scare I remember. And Patreon actually negotiated on behalf of adult content creators to get PayPal to relax and allow payments to be processed again. Um, but they, and to do it, they had to implement a bunch of rules, many of which I think some people could easily make an argument for being ridiculous and some that kind of make sense to me. Like you have to mark your account as being adult so that people have to then be 18 and up to even see it. Um, does it mean we're hidden? Yes. Does that suck? Yes. Um, but that is, those are my memories of when Patreon st started sort of clamping down on adult content. I know there was probably stuff before that. I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, more recently, I know of a blogger who I didn't get a chance to ask a prior to hitting record. So I will not name them because, you know, privacy anonymity, but I know a blogger who lost the entire access to their Patreon, not because they were putting out inappropriate content on Patreon, which I'll get to that in a second, not because they were using Patreon in a way that Patreon has explicitly stated that they find objectionable, but because they linked to their own blog and their own Twitter. And it was in those spaces that Patreon found the content objectionable. And that is ridiculous. And that person has lost their Patreon and um, is figuring out what, figuring out what they want to do next. Um, and that is another thing to keep in mind. If you're going to play in Patreon sandbox, uh, we then are subject to what in many cases can be their very arbitrary rules. They get to make up the rules as they go. They get to change them on a whim. They get to decide based on criteria they never give us uh, whether we're acceptable or not. Um, I am finding success by some measure on Patreon, but I'm also keenly aware that if they decide that my topics of choice are somehow uh, just too much for them, I could be booted in a second. So when you go into the, hey, I want to do the Patreon thing, you do need to be very aware of that. Um, it is the danger of using somebody else's platform to make money. Um, that doesn't mean it shouldn't be done at all. That doesn't mean it can't be done, but it is absolutely a risk you have to be aware of. Um, now for adult accounts, my understanding is most recently that they don't really object to words and they don't really object to audio, but pictures and video is a problem. If they decide to perceive what you're doing as porn and they find out about it, they can and will boot you. Um, I do know that they do pay attention to what you link to. I tried to link to a giveaway for Masturbation Monday uh, back in 2019 through my Patreon and they temporarily suspended my account, removed that post and told me if I did not take down that link, they would kick me off the platform. Not because any other part of my Patreon was objectionable to them, but that link that said Masturbation Monday in it was. Uh, I don't know if it was an algorithm that just searched for words in the URL. Uh, that is sometimes something you can get around with a link shortener or whatever, or if they really were just paying attention and they went and saw naked people on a website and said, no, we don't want this. I don't know. I didn't ask. I just griped about it, removed it, moved on. 
Um, so keep those things in mind. And here's the thing. Yes, you will know somebody who is on Patreon selling nudes or who is making amateur porn and selling access. Yes, you will know those people. Those people have just haven't been found yet. It is that simple. Um, do I know how you get found? No. Is there a reporting system? Probably. I mean, probably, but Typically with Patreon, it's somebody who knows you and likes you that's paying for your content. And since adult content is hidden and you can't find us in search on Patreon, I'm not sure who would be uh, reporting or blocking or doing any of the things that sometimes trigger algorithms to, you know, go look a little closer. I honestly don't know. Patreon's not telling us. It is all a mystery. Keep it in mind. Okay, now, if I have not scared you away from Patreon, and y'all, I don't care if, quote, everybody is doing Patreon. If you listen to the risks and you listen to what I'm going to outline as my views on what it takes to make it work, and you go, nope, this is not worth it, you don't have to do Patreon. Just because it feels like the whole damn world is doing it does not mean you have to do it. Before you make the decision, make sure you have the information, okay? Before you jump into it, make sure you have the information, then go from there, okay? just telling you. So first of all, I have said this many times, I'm going to keep saying it until one day the sun swallows me. Patreon is a numbers game. The bigger your audience, the better you'll do on Patreon because conversion rates from here are all the people who come to my website down to here are the people who actually click a thing or make a purchase or spend money. It's a huge difference. It's less than a percent. It's a fraction of a percent sometimes of your audience, okay, of your total numbers. Um, and so while you're growing a Patreon, you have to keep growing an audience because this is the only way that that grows. Now you don't have to have millions of followers to be successful on Patreon. Um, I only have rough estimates of follower, total follower counts uh, for loving BDSM, but let's just do some rough numbers. 5,000 downloads in a month, give or take, for one single episode. So you could say 5,000 uh, um, podcast subscribers, uh, 2,500, 2,700 YouTube subscribers, 1,000 newsletter subscribers, uh, 11,000 people on Twitter. Those numbers are good, but there is overlap. So let's, let's just be really cautious and say 7,500. Let's just say, like, let's, because mm, the site gets about 1,200 views a day. Maybe, maybe we'll say maybe top, top best day of my life, 7,500 um, total audience members. I have 118, I think, 115 patrons. It's not a one for one, y'all. So you, and I'm doing really well. I would say I'm doing very well on Patreon. I'm very happy. Yes, I want to grow, but I'm very happy with what we're doing. It doesn't take a million, okay? But you do have to focus on building your audience. The bigger the audience, the more patrons. Um, while you're doing that, building your audience, creating the content that builds you the audience, that build, gets you the numbers of people who will, some fraction of that percentage will uh, become a patron. Um, you also have to remember to promote yourself. You have to promote yourself as the creator, then you have to promote your Patreon. You have to let them know you have it. Um, so... If you're growing an audience and you forget or you are uncomfortable with or you're unsure about saying, hey, by the way, you can support the work I do through my Patreon, Patreon is not going to grow. The audience will grow and the Patreon won't. Um, there are subtle ways to do that. You make it really easily findable and accessible. 
in every space that you're in, whether that's on your website, you have a menu option, you have it at the bottom of your blog post, you have it in a footer, you have it like you have it in easily findable places, uh, especially people who are relatively new to your site, they'll start clicking around. Uh, if you have an email newsletter, you include that there. Um, you know, there are ways to do it that are a little bit passive where you don't have to feel like you're constantly creating a new message every day to go, please, please become a patron because that, that gets old for everybody. Um, so those are two things to remember. A lot of people really want, really want the, well, exactly what do I do to get the people? Um, that's where it gets a little more difficult. So that's why I'm starting with these two things first. It's a numbers game, grow the audience, focus on what you're doing to build the audience who knows you and loves you outside of Patreon. As those numbers grow, a, a lot of other opportunities increase as well. Um, 2019 was a great year for me uh, for affiliate sales when I compared it to 2018. So part of that was because we got better at promoting the right affiliate products with the right links and, and the partnerships we made. But part of that's because the numbers grew, the audience grew, right? Had more people paying attention who were like, oh, sure, I'll take a chance on that. I'll go shop at that site. I'll use that coupon code. I actually now I'm at a point where before somebody shops, they come to me and they slide my DMs and they're like, do you have a coupon code for this place? Um, so that was helpful. But Part of that was the numbers. So the more you focus on building your audience, which is a long-term game, it does not happen in a day, a week, a month, a year, okay? This is a constant ongoing thing. Um, then the rest happen. And then yes, promotion. If you don't promote your Patreon, Patreon ain't growing. So those are the basics. Now let's get into the nitty gritty of most of this is what I've done, but some things I've seen and heard that make sense to me. They don't work for me personally, but they may work for you. Um, so the first thing for me, and this is not true of everybody for sure, is the the success I found in Patreon for the Loving BDSM channel was when I decided to focus on it. So I was like, well, we've got affiliate stuff and we've got all this content and we're we're doing this and we're doing that and we're gonna make this and we're gonna make that. And I was like, yeah, but I want the Patreon to grow because if the Patreon will grow, I can use that income to do these other things I wanna do. So I decided to focus on it. So what that meant was I revamped tiers. I started talking about it more. I spent more time in Patreon. I started posting more often uh, into the feed to talk to people. In doing that, I started to learn what it was people who became patrons wanted from me, which we'll get to that because that is part of finding your best path forward. Um, but I I made it a, a goal. I said, okay, I didn't have numbers. So I was like, we're gonna grow Patreon this year. We're gonna get serious about Patreon this year. Um, the reason that was important is because my method for Patreon is if I'm asking you for money, I'm giving you something extra. And I think that is the most common way to approach Patreon, but I wanna throw something out here. And I was given this idea by a fellow kink um, educator, and I wanna make sure I say the right name because that would be very unfair if I did not. Ah, yes. Um, and then I actually had it confirmed in a um, online course I took through Patreon. They invited me to it um, as a, you know, I guess I'm on their list somewhere and they're like, hey, you can come do this free four week course with us to learn how to grow your Patreon more. And they then 
confirmed this. And this is um, Sinclair Sexsmith at Mr. Sexsmith on uh, Twitter, a long time kink educator and writer and all kinds of stuff. Um, you might know them. Their site is sugarbutch.net. They are also on Patreon. And they're the ones that said, and the moment they said it, it resonated with me. Um, your Patreon doesn't have to be another level of work. It can literally just be a place where people support the work you're already doing in other spaces, just like a patron of the arts. So you don't have to have 10 tiers and 30 things you give your patrons every month in order to quote, earn their money. It can literally be, Hey, here's a tier or two or however many, um, you pick this amount, you're just supporting the work I do. And that's all you have to do. Um, that I believe that is, um, their experience with Patreon and kind of how they use it is sort of the way I read some of the tweets that were going through. Um, but in the Patreon sort of class I was taking, um, they backed that up with their own data and said that absolutely a good portion of patrons, they are there just to show support for creators they love. Um, and a couple of creators I, I was lurking in the conversations, you know, when you're the adult creator and a stack of vanilla creators, I wasn't there to like announce myself up, but I was paying attention to the conversation. And there was somebody there who said that they only have, I think they only have one, maybe two tiers. One of the tiers is, is like the dollar or $2 level. And it is just, you're supporting the work I'm doing and all the other places you can find me. And they had a thousand people. Now, granted, that means their audience has to be massive to have a thousand patrons at all. But in the, you're just here to support me, you don't expect anything from me category. They were, I mean, I think they said that they were at a dollar a month. So even if that was all the patrons they had, that's a thousand dollars a month. So you can make this as stress-free as you want by saying, okay, look, I'm going to have a $2 tier. And if you come and join me on Patreon, and I do recommend the $2 tier. I'm finding a lot of success with it. I'm here for it. Love it. If you're going to, if you're going to have a, Hey, you're just here to support me. This is your idea of a virtual hug for the work I do. $2 gives you a nice little raise. It just, yeah, I started out at $1. I'm all in on the $2 a month uh, bandwagon. So $1, $2 doesn't matter. You can have that and you can, you have to remember to promote it. You have to grow your audience. You have to make sure people know that it's there and you're telling them about it, but it doesn't require any extra work from you. You're saying very clearly upfront, if you pledge at this amount, you're just helping me do what I do. I'm not offering anything extra. Um, I think that is a perfectly valid way to do it. It is not a way that works for me because of how I view money. Those are my own issues. It should be between me and a therapist at some point, but here we are. Um, so for me, it's, I want to give you something for your money. I'm very, I'm deeply uncomfortable with, you're just giving me money to go do what I was going to do for free. That is my view. It does not need to be your view. So I've always had tiers where I, you got something, you either got access or you got a little perk. Um, those have changed over the years. But it all came down to focusing. That's why for focusing on a Patreon for me became sort of a, a type of work because I was doing stuff. Um, focusing for you, if all you're looking for is the support and you're like, yeah, yeah, I got a little $2 tier pledge each month. That'd be great. And I'll just, fo you're just focusing on promoting at that point and focusing on building your audience and sending them to Patreon. That's the focus you might have. For me, it was okay. I got to figure out my tiers. What are the best tiers? What tiers do people care about? What items, what perks do people care about? 
Um, and this is where for anybody who's like, mm, I want to do more than just like a, a low tier and hope that over time, eventually I get to a livable amount. Because when you do offer higher tiers, you do make more money. You have fewer patrons sometimes, but sometimes you don't. Um, so for me, we, and for John Brownstone, because Loving BDSM is our Patreon, um, we finally got to a point where we went, well, what is it that people seem to want from us? And what they want is more of our knowledge, which, you know, is mostly just experience, but sure. And they wanted more of us. What people were constantly telling us, our, our super fans, our people who show up to everything, who download everything, who will at least click a link, even if they're not making a purchase, they'll go check it out, right? They were saying, we want more of you. We want more content. We want more of your personality. We want more FaceTime with you. We want more, we want more of you. So we figured out ways to give them that. Um, and that was when our Patreon really started to grow. And we tweak it every year. We change things up a little bit. Um, for 2020, we changed the tiers and offered a few different things. We also did a big membership drive and I sunk some money into mailing things out and giving things away um, as part of that, which definitely did help. But that only gets you those people who arrive for the free thing. What keeps them there, right? So we did not change our major thing, which is we do uh, a live stream once a month. We do a podcast once a month. And we do sneak peeks. Like that did not change from 2019 to 2020. We updated our tiers. And our tiers are, okay, if you are at the $5 level, you get to help pick topics. I put polls out every so often. Uh, if you're at the $10 level, you um, get to ask questions for our Q&A early. So you're guaranteed that your question will get uh, answered. $25, I did a shout out. And it's, a, it's not even a verbal shout out anymore. It's actually all typed. And at $50, we keep this really minimal, but you actually get a Skype conversation with us and we'll just, we can just drink coffee together or we'll answer your questions, your very specific questions, like what's going on in your life. Let's talk about that. And we'll answer your questions. But it fed into what people seemed to want from us that we were willing to give. That is the other thing I have to tell you. It is very hard to maintain focus on something that is going to be really, really small for a really, really long time. If what you're offering is a perk or within the tiers or just the thing you're going to do to hopefully draw people into your Patreon is something you don't really want to do or something that's so exhausting that you're overwhelmed by it, burnt out by it. You, you get to a point you just don't want to do it anymore. Um, so you, that's the other thing. Sometimes we go into Patreon and we're so ambitious. We're going to do all of the things and that's going to bring people to us. And then we're six months in, we've got one patron and we're tired. So it always has to be something that you're willing to do, that you want to do, that you can see yourself doing over a long period of time. I give us a year on a tier or on an offering or on a thing we do. And I, because I'm telling myself, I can do this 12 times. I can do this 12 times. And then I'll decide if I don't want to do this anymore. And we did. And that's how we retire sort of perks we offer and things we do. It's how we shift because I give myself that year to do it. And if I get to about the middle of the year and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's hurting me and I'm disliking dealing with Patreon as a result, then it is not something I need to be doing. Um, I will usually stick it out for the year, mostly because I have taught the long-term patrons and I do have some, I have probably like 20 or 30 that have been there for at least two, maybe three years. I've taught them that things change at the beginning of a year. Does it mean they can't change 
other times, but that's just the way I do it. So if you're like, I want to, I'll try this for six months. And if I'm done with this at six months, then I'll change it to something else. That's the other thing. Most of us get so kind of weird about money, uh, especially when we're making money that we don't think we can change what we're doing and that people will stick with us. Some people won't. Some people might be there for a specific perk, but most people, if they're pledging to your Patreon, it's to support you. They're willing to pay more because they're getting something in return that they think might be interesting or that they might like, or that they really genuinely want. But the people who are there, they, I mean, I have watched people go through their own sort of financial things and they've gone up to top tiers and down to the bottom tier. And I'm not mad at them. I'm happy they're there. I tell the audience all the time, look, if you have to like shut it down for a couple of months, cause you're, you're going through some things. I'm not mad at you. I've had people DM me to apologize. People, you know, your ride or die folks will stick with you even when you change your tiers. So your tiers have to be something that you find some sort of something, joy, satisfaction, excitement, something that you want to do on some kind of regular basis, weekly, monthly, whatever. Okay. When you're doing things you want to do, it is easier to focus on your Patreon. Okay. If it becomes a job and a chore that you feel like you're seeing absolutely nothing from, you're not getting any financial gain from it. You're not growing. That might not be the right thing for you to do. And I say in, you're having that and you're upset about it and you're not upset that you're not growing, but you're like, I don't want to do this. Well, then don't change things up. Give existing patrons a heads up. By the way, a little note, if you hear that sad noise in the background, my dog is old. He has a heart murmur. It causes a cough. That is him coughing. He's, he's ultimately fine, but it sounds bad. Okay. So think about what you're offering and what you're going to quote do. If you're going to do anything, remember what I said a few minutes ago, you can just set it up as you're just supporting me. You're just supporting the work I do in all these other places. That's what this is. And, and then you can walk away from Patreon for the most part, at least for now, um, until you decide you want to do something different until maybe it hits a certain number and you go, okay, now it's worth it to me to maybe put a little bit more time into this or not. You can just go, this is how I'm going to do Patreon. And then your work is on creating your content and promoting your Patreon and that's it. But if you decide to go down the route of, I'm going to do something, I'm going to entice people in with some kind of offer, pick something that you genuinely want to do and either by polls or asking people or chatting with people that you, um, I think most of us after a certain point in time, I don't know if it's a year or two years. I don't remember when I noticed this as a blogger was, would have been much further past that point. I was probably three or four years into it. Eventually though, if you're paying attention, you notice that there is one or two people who always seem to show up. They either always comment or they always retweet or they always respond to an email. They're just, they're consistent, right? They're, they might not be there for every blog post or everything you create, but they are consistently there. That is somebody that if, if you have, if you're comfortable with it, reach out to them, say, Hey, look, if I do this thing with Patreon, what would you want from me? If you would want anything at all, what would you want to see? You know, is it more of this? Is it more of that? Um, if you don't, feel like you have that person you can ask and you don't have an existing um, Patreon account to go poll, you know, two or three people who might have already joined you. Just go with what of your content that seems popular that, remember, 
say it with me, that you want to do, okay? <laughs> that you want to do. So over the years, um, what I have done to earn money through Patreon has absolutely changed. The first year I really focused on it, I was back in the day when I was still self-publishing the uh, erotica that I wrote. I don't do that anymore. Um, but when I did, I had one book I had been saying for like two years, I've got, I need, I want to get this done. This will be the end of the series that I started ages ago. I need to get this done. And I just couldn't make myself do it. So you know what I did? My Patreon that year was... I had to write a chapter a month. I actually set my Patreon up so people only got charged when I published and I promised to only publish once a month and I wrote a chapter a month and then anybody who was my patron when the book went live, I, they, I then gave them a free um, copy, e, um, ebook copy. Um, and I did that to get myself to finish a project. And I didn't have a big Patreon then. I had, I'd have to go back and look. I think I had like 15 or 20, maybe, maybe it grew a little bit more than that. Um, but some of those people were people who have, a, you know, a Goodreads account, an Amazon account, a blog. And so I actually ended up getting some reviews from that because they had basically helped fund this book essentially. And then at the end of it, I gave them a copy because they were a patron. And then they turned around and sort of in their own way went, oh my gosh, I love this book. Everybody should go read this, blah, 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 whatever. So I've done it that way. I've done it to get myself to do something that I say I want to do, but I need a deadline and I need, there need to be like parameters. And that was one that worked. Um, I, before I really started getting in, before we did anything video publicly for Loving BDSM, I was doing video uh, in Patreon because I wanted to have conversations. I didn't, I was tired of sort of always writing things because I didn't feel like I was fully expressing myself because I was too busy editing myself and you couldn't always hear my tone. So I would record videos, um, post them to YouTube as unlisted. So only anybody with the link could see it um, and then post them in Patreon. And then my, my patrons, I would just be chatting. I'd be chatting about my life. I'd be chatting about my day. It was a bit like vlogging. Um, it took me about 20 minutes a month to do. Um, and I felt like here you got something. Um, when we really embraced that particular Patreon for loving BDSM, that's when things started to shift and we started to focus more on not only what do we want to do, but what do people like that we're already doing? And that's when an extra podcast episode became a thing. That's when a live stream became a thing. That's when those kinds of things started to emerge. So it's been a journey and I have used my Patreon for different things over the years based on what I wanted to do, based on what felt important to me, based on what I was interested in. It's like anything else you create, you're not stuck doing the same thing you said you were gonna do on day one. The cool thing is I have some ride or die patrons that have been with me from the beginning. I was looking at my sort of member thing in Patreon. They've got great analytics and great information for you. And I've got at least a couple of patrons, even though they've gone up and down through the tiers over the years, they've paid hundreds of dollars to me to support the work I do since about, I think 2015 or 2016. Um, that's huge to me. Those people exist you have to find them, they have to find you, you have to cultivate that relationship. But they cared about what I was doing or something I had done had helped them in some way or touched them in some way that they were willing to stay with me as the perks changed drastically. Um, and they're still there so far, knock on wood. Um, so 
while I think we do have a responsibility to our patrons who pay money to access whatever, to support the work we do, whatever, um, Patreon only works if it's working for you. If it's something you want to be doing, it's something that, that feels right for you to do. If you're offering parts of yourself or bits of your content or work that you're creating in a way that you want to be doing. So it's a constant experiment. If the way we have the loving BDSM Patreon set up stops working this year, then we will change. We will shift again. We will find something new. Um, I have a second Patreon. You're not supposed to do that, but for the Smut Lancers, we have a Smut Lancers community and we actually just use Patreon as the way to process the money because it's easier. And we actually do everything else outside of it. That's another thing you can do. You use it like a paywall, but you don't actually really post much there. Um, and then everything people get, they get outside of it. Um, you can still fall within their rules of what they like and don't like about adult content when you do that. So be careful. Technically like using Patreon to sell access to your private Snapchat is frowned upon. I have a feeling it's harder for them to find, but just be aware. Um, and in that case, Molly and I created that together to help finance some of the projects we have. Like we actually have not touched the money that we make in months, not because we don't couldn't use the money, believe me, we could, but because we're like, we got things we want to do and we're going to let that fund it. Um, but we were like, okay, well, what do people say they want from us? And I was like, I'm constantly getting questions. People constantly want advice. And she's like, same. I said, well, why don't we sell access, like sell that ability to get that information that you're not going to find in a random blog post. As much as I try to be detailed in my own blog posts, you're not always going to get that really personalized stuff. So we created tiers where at the lower end, you're getting sort of access to a, a larger community who can answer questions and everybody sort of works together and offers feedback. And then as you go up in tiers, it gets much more specialized and much more personalized until you get to our top tier. You get an hour Skype chat with the two of us the, in the month that you are at that tier where you can ask very specific questions. We've had people sit down with us and go, okay, I'm trying to contemplate this project. What do you think of it? Here are my questions. Can you give me some guidance? And we offer our opinion. So it's a very different thing where Patreon is just the payment processor. It's where all the information gets housed. So neither Molly or myself have to worry about privacy and we don't have to worry about taking payment information and we don't have to worry about keeping up with who's paid what, like we don't have to do any of that. But once you become a patron and we know you're there, then we start offering the access to all the other things. Um, and so we call it our community. We are literally forming a community. This is not necessarily about supporting the work we do, although that's what it will do. Um, I have been waiting for God lover poor Molly to get past Eroticon before we could have any conversation. So stay tuned. Um, but it also gives people more of what they've wanted and been looking for um, in a way where we hope it's, you know, a safe environment. It's inclusive. It's all voices are heard. We have these open conversations. It's very non-judgmental, but it's very uplifting and people are very supportive of one another. If you are a lurker, you are just as welcome as the person who has 10 million questions, but it's a community and that's how we're using it. So that's another way to use Patreon to your benefit. And there we have, I'd have to look at the numbers. Is it 16 or 17, maybe 18? It's a very small community right now. It's like a year old, if that, if that. It might not even be a year old yet. And we don't promote it as much as we'd like. Um, 
we need to do that. We need to, we need to fix that. But it has a very clear purpose, has very clear tiers, has very clear benefits to the people who signed up. So the Loving BDSM Patreon works because we offer more of our brand and our personality. That's why people seem to like us. That's why they're willing to uh, pay us money. That's one way we use it. The Smut Lancers Patreon, it's a service-based kind of thing. It's a community, it's access. It's not about necessarily, oh, Molly and Kayla. It's about, we're gonna help you become the Smut Lancer you want to be. I did not plan this episode as a big plug for that Patreon, but I'm not stupid. Patreon.com slash the Smut Lancers um, <laughs> with an S on the end. Um, but, so it serves a completely different purpose. So if what you want to do is build a community, my first thing is always to say, build it in your own platform. However, that's expensive. That in some cases, that is very um, time and uh, uh, labor burdensome. There's a lot that has to go into it. How do I know? Because I tried to do it in 2017. I'm still a little traumatized by how it crashed and burned. Um, not because people didn't want it, but because the technology crashed and burned on me. Um, so if you want to offer something out of Patreon, but use Patreon as a payment processor and you want to build a community where you're like here, like for us, it's, we've got Slack, we use Skype, you know, we use those tools because for us, it's more of a business thing. It's not really about adult content. We are adult content creators but we're not, we're not using Patreon or any, even the tools to create adult content. So we kind of skate by on some of those rules. Um, whereas like in Loving BDSM, we're talking about very adult kind of content. And so it's a little bit different. So when I say that you can kind of make, do this however fits you best, that is what I mean, okay? It, there are no hard and fast rules other than the ones imposed upon us all by Patreon that they changed their minds on. On a, on a dime. Um, so figure out what works for you, figure out how much time and energy you want to devote, figure out what you're trying to build. I mean, I wanted to build a community and I wanted Molly to be in on it with me. I didn't want to do it by myself. I knew we could do better together. I didn't care about using Patreon itself other than for payment processing. And we could do other things and we collabed on that and figured that out and came up with what we've got. We have not adjusted those tiers for 2020 because they seem to work for right now. We'll get through a full year and then we'll reassess and we'll go from there. Um, loving BDSM is a different thing altogether, a different personality, a different purpose. Um, it's older. There's a lot more going on with it. It's just you can do whatever you want. And if the only thing you do with Patreon, if you do anything with Patreon at all, let me remind you, just because it feels like everybody's doing it doesn't mean you got to do it. Um, but if you do, it can just be where people support the work you're already doing in other places. Literally just use it as a, a payment processor. Um, you don't have to post there. You don't have to give sneak peeks. You don't have to talk to people. You're just like, hey, if you, if you want to be a patron of my particular art, here's where you go to do that and you help me do this, you know, um, that is all acceptable, but it is about figuring out what you want to do. Girl on the net uses hers to help with her audio porn and a sort of erotic accessibility uh, on her site where instead of, you know, mechanized voice readers reading smutty things and making it the, the least erotic thing you've ever heard, 
people are reading it. And that's what her Patreon helps pay for. So it's got a very specific purpose to it. So when you're thinking about what your Patreon is going to be, think about its purpose. Think about what you want to do. If anything, saying you don't want to do anything, actually a valid thing to say. Um, how much time and energy you feel like you have to devote to it. And then remember, you can change that at any point, at any point. Okay. You are not locked in because of what you decided to do on day one. Um, I will close this by saying, cause I went on tangents when I didn't mean to, sorry, y'all. Uh, I will close this by saying that because of the arbitrary rules that are made up at a moment's notice for adult creators, um, Patreon should never be your own, your only source. Um, I know that if something happened tomorrow to the loving BDSM Patreon, we would be hurting for a while until I figured out what my other options were. I think that many of those people would come along for some of those other options. Um, but it would be a struggle until we figured that out. Um, there are some options cropping up that seem to be alternatives to, um, Patreon and some of the other things. Um, I'm going to try and find the name while I've got you here because I can't remember off the top of my head. There is, uh, one that is a Patreon like thing for, um, for creators, specifically for adult creators. Like they're actually, um, advertising to adult creators. You can also make your own membership site. Uh, I highly recommend talking to Michael at new signs to the number two at new signs to, uh, if you decide to do that, because there's, like I said, I, I created one 2017 John Brownstone and I made one and then it crashed and burned. Um, and I was, I, it freaked me out. Like it brought every single website down that I have four weeks. I have not rebuilt it since then. Oh my gosh. I am not finding it. Let's see. This is how you know I'm doing things in real time, y'all. What? Okay. Okay, found it. It is called subscribestar.adult. I will link to it in the show notes. Um, it has some downsides, like a minimum payout of $150 before you get your money. Um, it's going to have fees, like Patreon has fees. It's not, it's not perfect, but it might be an option. So if you're willing to do the work of Patreon, whatever that means, whether it's promotion or audience building or figuring out tiers, um, but you're just not comfortable with Patreon, Mm, I totally feel you there. Um, yeah, check out subscribestar.adult. I have only given it a cursory look. I had somebody else had to tell me that their minimum payout is $150. It might uh, be worth it if you have a larger audience. Not sure. Um, so yeah, it, Patreon is, is complicated in that it's easy to overthink it. It is not a you know, make money fast kind of thing. It requires, um, if you're going to offer something in exchange specifically for a patron's pledge, it requires just as much work as a blog does or a podcast or a whatever you're doing. So give it some thought, try it out. If you're interested, look for other things. If you're like, mm, maybe not, um, don't think you have to do it. I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, 
feel bad for saying that because I have had some success with it. I'm happy with where my Patreon, uh, is going both of them. But I also know that how long it took me for the loving BDSM Patreon, how long it took me to get there. Um, and some people, you know, don't want to put in, don't want to put in that time. Don't have that time, have other things they want to be doing. And that is all valid. And there are a lot of ways to make money. Um, but if you do go down the Patreon route or even the adult version, subscribe, start, it should not be your only source because platforms, um, can go away at a moment's notice, whether it's because they've changed the rules for adult content or they, the platform itself crashed and burned. So that is my long rambly. I hopefully something in there was helpful, uh, thing on making Patreon work for you. Um, I think if we're going to bottom line it, um, figure out how you want to treat it support versus additional perks. And if you go the route of additional perks, make sure you're offering something you want to be doing when you don't want to do that anymore, do something else. Um, don't feel limited to only doing what you see other people doing. Don't even be limited to only doing things within the Patreon platform. Um, Take some time to figure out either by conversations, polls, or just observational sort of what have people told you over the years, figure out what people like about you, figure out what people really want from you, figure out if there's a way to monetize that. Quite frankly, we don't have to monetize everything that we do y'all. Um, but if it is monetizable and you want to do it and it's not going to like suck your soul out of you, then maybe it's something that can be done through Patreon or something like it. And I will leave you this. If you come across a platform that is like Patreon, something like Subscribestar or something else that is adult friendly, you know, let us know. I'm happy to look at those things. And, I, you know, I always look at the, the terms of service and I'm always looking at um, what are they offering me for whatever fee they're going to take for me? Like, am I going to get tools? Am I going to get access? Is it going to be easy to use? Like, what, what am I getting? But if they're out there, then, you know, spread the love. Let's let everybody know because we're not in competition with each other, y'all. Okay, we are not. We have our own audiences and at different levels, a, an audience member who's willing to give to a Patreon account or something like it, uh, if they love you enough, they'll do that for multiple accounts within their own budget. So you're, we can share this information as we learn it. So I will link to the stuff that I have subscribed star, the blog post I wrote about Patreon. I'll even link to, you can't see much, but I'll link to the Patreons that I run. So you can kind of see how we set up tiers and stuff, uh, get an idea of that kind of stuff if, if that's helpful, but, but really just, just figure out what's going to work for you and start down that path. And then once you've done that for a while, then you'll have a better idea. You'll have more information. You can adjust and figure out what works from you at that point. And that quite frankly is my very inexpert, uh, very squishy advice on how to make Patreon work for you. Thanks y'all. Oh, 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 oh,